When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And we talk about the 87 Flyers. As painful as it might be, is that the greatest NHL team to not win a Stanley Cup? Yeah, because we fought back. We played in 26 games, and so like and Edmonton just kind of bruised through everything. And so we were banged up a lot. But we found ways to win, and a lot of people from Philadelphia just admire sticking together with a team. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Oh, hi, everybody. Don't mind me. I'm just tweeting. There you go. I noticed the poll wasn't up, but it is now. It's on Twitter, and we're ready to rock and roll. Where's my bell? There it is. On a Wednesday, right? Episode number 1136 of your favorite daytime sports talk show is back on the air. On television. On the air. We are the air. And I'll tell you, it's an interesting day. It's game day. You can tell that I'm excited here. We got a hockey game here in town tonight, here in South Florida. I got friends in town. It's all coming up Millstone. And Moose is in Toronto, and he had a really big, exciting day yesterday. Let's bring him in. He's got his Seattle Kraken track suit on, I see. And uh, Moose, I'll just tell the world, I'll tell the world, we have NFL and CFL alum Garrick Jones coming up. In hour one, he is leading an ownership group. He wants to buy a Canadian Football League team. We may have to have his head examined before the interview or maybe during the interview, but Gary Jones will be with us. Houston Texans alum as well. He's the president of the Houston Texans chapter of the NFL Alumni Association. Garrick Jones in hour one and in hour two, Sportsnet's Arash Madani. He's got a lot to talk about. And I'll just tell you this. We do have breaking news today. A lot of it on this Wednesday from our favorite football league, the CFL. Scott Milanovic has been named the 27th head coach to the Hamilton Tiger Cats. That happened today. Uh, he'll be meeting with the media in an hour's time over there at Tim Hortons Field. And Cody Fajardo, my Cody, mine Cody, has signed an extension with the Alouettes for th well, through 2025. We've got four NHL games tonight. We've got a lot of NFL I want to get to. But I know your people are watching from the Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto right now because they watch every day. They tell us that. And you had a great day with them yesterday. So can you take 45 seconds and recap that? Uh, yeah, it was awesome. Uh, got a chance to connect with Craig Campbell. And if you're watching, uh, really appreciate the visit. We had a great time. I got to tour the archives a little bit and we, you know, shared some great hockey stories, got to see some really cool stuff and, uh, you know, build more relationships here in the GTA, which is great. And, and in that outside of the, the Hall of Fame, which I never told you, got to see, 
you know, where the NHL Alumni Association hangs their hat, the PWHL, as we toured around the Maple Leafs uh, practice facility there at the Ford Performance Center. So uh, really cool getting more and more ingrained in this, you know, GTA Ontario, Southern Ontario thing. And uh, yesterday was a good day. Great. Hi, Craig. Hi, everybody at the Hockey Hall of Fame. We love you. I can't wait to get down there and visit for myself. Maybe we'll do a live show from there. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please, to record and then we'll get down to business. And we'll quit Mickey Mouse. And um, just checking in, we have something for everybody here. We continue to be the golden corral of sports talk. There's no doubt. I'm just looking from our viewers here. Ryan in Saratoga, New York, says, Good day, Rod Squad. Boy, the New Jersey Devils really like to keep things interesting. A game's interesting, but a win is a win. They won in Vancouver last night. The two Hughes brothers had... The, la the bragging rights over the one. Luke and Jack over Quinn. We'll get to that. I see Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, says uh, the CFL news is rolling this offseason. Coaches, coordinators, players. Oh, my. From Rod Monroe. That's producer Clark's dad. He says, morning, Rod and Darren. A great time to be a sports fan right now. So much going on. So thank you, Rod, for getting me on track. I'll just tell you. The Sober Carpenter text line is open. 902-518-3033. Listen, that's what's great. We're back on Game Plus Television. Finally. How about Apparently, that? we were preempted for cash cab reruns. Cash cab reruns from 2008. I don't know why, but I don't make the decisions at all. I'm just happy to be back on national television all across Canada, all 10 provinces, and 31 U.S. states. We're not going to talk about last night's games because we're moving on. Like Hank Snow, we're moving on. There's breaking news from the NHL today. Or did he say I've been everywhere? Both apply. Jacques Martin is back with the Ottawa Senators. The team announced today their former head coach has been appointed as a senior advisor to current bench boss DJ Smith and his staff. Martin, that's Martin for you. English blockheads led the Senators for parts of nine seasons from 1996 through 2004, guiding Ottawa to eight straight playoff appearances. The longest tenured coach in franchise history will serve as a day-to-day -day resource to DJ Smith and his assistants. The Jack Adams Award winner as NHL Coach of the Year in 1999 with the Senators is the team's all-time leader in games coached, regular season wins, playoff victories, and playoff games. The Senators sit last in the Atlantic Division at 10-10, and 10, but have won their last two games, including a 6-2 triumph last night over the New York Rangers. Ottawa, which has a new owner in Michael Anlauer, hasn't made the playoffs since 2017. So, hey, there's a curveball for you. And I know a lot of CFL fans showed up today for that talk, but just hang on. We're trying to, well, we will get to it all, including what Aaron Rodgers had to say down there in New York for our Jets fans that are watching, because I know there are many. Here's what you don't know, Darren, and nobody knows. Jacques Martin must live here in South Florida because he's been at every Panthers game for the last month in the press box. As a matter of fact, I think I said that on the air, remember? It was the night that Columbus was here. I said to you, I'm still somewhat in awe of seeing these NHL greats just strolling by me all the time. And what did I say? I said, don't ever lose your zest. I'm like, there's John Davidson. There's Jacques Martin. Remember me saying that? What the hell is he doing here? Yeah. He might have been working for the Senators ahead of time. I don't know. And Serena and I watched that Rangers-Senators game last night, which Ottawa looked fantastic. 
And Mark Mathot had a fantastic suit on. And they played a clip from the new owner, Michael Anlauer, from the NHL owners' meetings or something. He was at some meetings. And to be honest, he looked completely clueless, Michael Anlauer, like most billionaire owners that I know, which we're getting to that with the New York Jets. But they're like, how do you feel about your team? How do you feel about DJ Smith? And he's like, uh, well, I'm going to be a fan. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so the best thing they could do, I think, is bring... Like, I, I came away from that interview with Michael Anlauer going, <laughs> I wouldn't be very confident if I was a Senators fan. And I swear to God, this guy must go, what did I buy? It's like buying that used vehicle that's got a lot of problems with it that you didn't know. You know what I mean? And you can't take it back! So, bringing on Jacques Martin, I think, is, is, is as good a place to start as any. I just read off his resume. Um, we saw last night what the Senators are capable of. So, I don't know. What's, what's in your purview uh, with that news or any other NHL news today, Moose? The Ottawa Senators, late 90s, early 2000s. That was the height of the Battle of Ontario. The Leafs were at their best. Uh, the Senators were at yeah. their best. I think the Senators won a President's Trophy. I think it was in 99. Um, they were right there, one of the best teams in the league, all those great series. And who was behind the bench? It was Jacques Martin. You know, he, he was the identity, along with Daniel Alfredson and a few others in those Ottawa Senators teams. So synonymous with greatness, um, some of their best seasons, um, has respect. Um, I'd be a little nervous if I'm DJ Smith that you got this guy looking over your shoulder and wondering, okay, well, who's really in charge here, you know? And is he brought in to be the next guy? But it doesn't matter. It's an excellent resource for the guy you have. And you like to quote a quote, a coach that says better is better. So the more good people and voices you can have in the room, more expertise, it's bound to make your team better. And then not that it was Jacques Martin, but they looked pretty good last night against what we kind of think is maybe the number one team in the National Hockey League. Brady Kachuk was rolling, Tarasenko. Scored for the first time in 14 games. So maybe Ottawa, who's sitting at 500, can get it rolling. Well, they're pulling out all the stops. I like the fact that they haven't fired DJ Smith. And I don't know DJ Smith, but I'll tell you this. You mentioned the looking over your shoulder thing. I don't get that mentality because I've never spent a day in my life insecure or worried about what I do professionally. I don't look over my shoulder. As a matter of fact, if I was DJ Smith, I would go, thank you for the help. What do you see here, Jacques? What could we change? That's the way winners think. Losers think about, oh, did they hire my replacement? Ooh. You don't think that way, but whatever. Um, I got to stay out of the comments here. Uh, yeah, okay. So I'm going to move on. Everybody's showing up, and they all have something different that they want to talk about. So just settle down, everybody. Settle in. We're going to be here for two hours today. We're going to get to it all. If you can't be here for all of it, that's a you problem, not an us problem, because we will be here for all two hours. So just chill. Because point two is this. I told Darren this morning I ran for five miles today, all indoors at Johnny O's Gymnasium, newest uh, sponsor of the Cats and Bolts podcast. And for all 50 minutes of that run, the uh, ESPN radio I was listening to in my ear was talking about this story, the New York Jets for an hour. And I'm like, 
they're a national radio program talking about one team for a whole hour. You, pro you shouldn't probably do that. But I told Darren on the phone, I'm like, God, these guys and gals are good. We can complain and bitch about people getting hired for various jobs and various networks and stations. You can't bitch about ESPN. You don't get on that network unless you're good. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're good. So this is what they were talking about today. Point two, the New York Jets waived quarterback Tim Boyle after two starts and signed Brett Rippon off the Seattle Seahawks practice roster Tuesday in the team's latest shuffle at the quarterback spot. Boyle mostly struggled while replacing the benched Zach Wilson the past two games. The 4-8 Jets are mired in a five-game losing streak. Their offense has been unable to consistently produce since Aaron Rodgers went down. Four snaps into game one. And then on Monday, Coach Robert Salas said he, has, he hasn't named a starting quarterback yet. Because I think he doesn't know for Sunday's game against the Houston Texans. And uh, The Athletic reporting on Monday that Zach Wilson, their incumbent quarterback, showed some reluctance to starting. He didn't want to start, according to her. He's upset. And the head coach, Robert Sala, dismissed the report by The Athletic saying Zach Wilson came to his office to tell him he wants to start. And then Aaron Rodgers gets involved in this. And he defended Zach Wilson, his backup, on Pat McAfee on Tuesday on ESPN uh, and scolded the Jets for allowing information to leak from private conversations. Quote from Aaron Rodgers. That's a problem with the organization. We need to get to the bottom of wherever this is coming from and put a stop to it privately because there's no place in a winning culture. And this isn't the only time. There's been a bunch of other leaks. And I'm sitting there. I told Darren, I'm running, doing my five miles like, this is salacious. This is great. And here's Aaron Rodgers specifically saying, I came from a winning culture in Green Bay where we won a Super Bowl to this disaster that's the New York Jets. And we got a lot of things. This is why you don't win. Because you got leaks in the organization. And we talk about this all the time on this show, why some teams always win and some teams always lose. I'll say this about the Calgary Flames. They were rolling, and then they lost last night 5-2 to the Wild in a sold-out saddle dome. And everybody's upset there. And they can't figure out why well, the Flames can't get out of their own way. And I told you I wanted to talk about the orders too. Everything was going great. Why did you need to tinker with this and bring in McDavid's agent and to make him apparently the de facto general manager? Why do, you, why do teams need to do these stupid things? And when it comes to the Flames, there's one guy's name who keeps coming up when I talk to people that are with that organization or have been with that organization as to why the Flames can't get out of their own way. One guy's name keeps coming up, and I'm not going to tell you who it is even if you put a gun to my head. Maybe off the air I will, but not here today. And just the, the caveat to this was this morning on ESPN Radio, one of the analysts said, uh, I think it was Noah Canty, the former Dallas Cowboys lineman, goes, well, there's Aaron Rodgers. He's a narcissist. And because he can't control the message, he's upset. But when he wants to control his own message and be the drama queen that he was all offseason, then he's happy. So I just thought, I, I, I wanted to spend more time on the NFL today. And, and just so everybody knows, next segment will be a almost entirely CFL segment. It's coming up in three minutes. But this Jets thing is just, it's just, it's just drama. See how some teams just have drama and other teams, Darren, are drama-less. What's your read on I that know. situation? I know. And the drama 
is why they talk about it for one whole hour and the whole country's interested. Yeah. Everybody knows the ins and outs of your story. And, you know, it's really hard to win in that environment, you know, when there's so many distractions. Yep. That's why teams don't want the distractions. You look what happened. And unfortunately, you know, that's a big reason why Colin Kaepernick hasn't been signed, good or bad. Can he play the position or not? These distractions ruin organizations at times, unless you're really strong internally, which we're seeing the Jets probably aren't that strong internally, right? Other organizations oh. can handle the spotlight. You know, we see who there's not a team that gets talked about more overall than the Dallas Cowboys. They seem to never be a real circus, right? I mean, they are, but they're not. Not like the Jets. Yeah, I, right. Totally go in the toilet and tank saying. around, and yeah, all these problems. Yes, it's a. It seems like it's a circus. They're always talking about them, but they are quietly very strong internally because they handle all that media pressure. They handle all the attention, and they still put out wins on the field and seem to Jerry Jones seems to have the culture set pretty well. Yeah, well, we don't have time to get in my thoughts on that as a Cowboys fan. Um, yeah, there are five Super Bowls there. So I in, bo in both with the New York Giants and the Cowboys, but the Jets are a disaster. And Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says the Jets are a mess right now. Randy from Winnipeg says who's worse offense, the Jets or the Patriots? He says the Patriots are the first team since 1938 to lose three straight games while only giving up 10 points or less. Uh, yeah. How lucky are the other teams in the AFC East that they've got the Patriots and the Jets there? Um, and this last thing, Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, writes in and says, if people in Canada talked about Canadian teams and Canadian leagues for an hour that weren't named the Leafs, Canadian sports would be massive. Well, if your aunt had nuts, she'd be your uncle. But that's not the case. And the tail wags the dog. And Darren's now sitting there in Toronto and understands why. You got to play to the masses. You got to play to the numbers. That's just the way that it is. And that's why the networks do what they do in Canada or why the Jets were the topic for an hour on ESPN Radio today. And I was spellbound by it. Anyways, there is a ton of CFL news to get to. And we'll get to it when we come back. I'm not done on this ownership thing. Believe me, I'm not. We're going to talk about Shohei Otani. We're going to talk about our poll question today for Key Auto Group, so we got a lot to get to. Sit tight. We'll be right back here on Game Plus Television today, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Are you seated comfortably? Let's begin. RP show continues. And yeah, you see that it's turned into a beautiful day. I was telling Moose earlier, and in a second, you're going to see him. Uh, there in Toronto, us here in South Florida. It's a Canadian type of day, a Canadian fall type of day. Dagnabbit, it was cold this morning. I had to put socks on for the love of God. Yeah, that's not why I came to Florida. But now the sun's come out and it's warmed up. You know, Moose, how those fall days are. You got your heater on in the morning and your AC in the afternoon. That's like the start of September. Uh, we're now sitting here December 6th, and that's where we're at. Hey, check it in from our gang. Uh, from Corey in Tallahassee, Florida, he runs the Hockey Club podcast. He writes it and he says, just one year after being the official college football team of the RP show, the Florida State Seminoles get hosed. Feel free to dump us, please, RP. Well, you anointed the Seminoles as our college team, not us. Yeah. So it's not our fault. But we are going to have FSU broadcaster Eric Llewellyn on the show on Friday. We're going to talk a little bit more about that college football playoff thing. Tad Cornegay writing in from New York. The Grey Cup kid. He writes it and says, I'm settled. I don't even know what that means, but I feel like we got to get Tad Cornegay on because he was the, uh, what did I say? The Kevin Hart. And he goes, no, no, no. I was around before Kevin Hart. He's like me. That's what Tad Cornegay says, the Grey Cup kid. I see Tad in Red Deer has checked in, and he says the New York Jets and the Riders are mirror images of each other, ineptitude in the front office, which makes on-field success unlikely, if not impossible. They even have the same colors. LOL. Uh, yeah. Um, let's appreciate everybody chiming in, and I said that we would get to the breaking news and just so you know a little later on in the program we've got nfl week 14 big game shohei otani and his tour everybody waiting to see where he will sign tonight's nhl games what's the game of the night that's the poll we got a lot to get to along with the commish garrick jones leading a group of former players trying to buy a cfl team i still don't know why you would want to do that. My, my point is just if you are doing it to make money, then you are barking up the wrong tree. But we'll figure it out from the commish, who will join us from Houston in a rash medani an hour or two. But here's your breaking news. The Hamilton Tiger Cats announced Wednesday Scott Milanovic has been named the 27th head coach in team history. 
Milanovic joined the Tiger Cats as a senior assistant coach in 2023 and took over the offensive play calling duties in August after a 3-6 and six start to the season. Under Milanovic, the Ticats offense improved and helped guide the team to its fifth consecutive playoff appearance. Uh, the job came open just Tuesday when Orlando Steinauer vacated it and appointed himself. He's moved up to GM only and I think president of football. Whatever O did, he's uh, vacated the coaching job and Scott Milanovic took it over. And the other breaking news today from the CFL is Cody Fajardo signed an extension with Montreal through 2025. But just before I get your take on the Milanovic thing, and you're sitting there very close to the Hamilton market, I just want to tell you something about Scott Milanovic. Um, he came through when I was voice of the Riders, and he's been with many teams. I want to say he was the head coach of the Argos, I think. And uh, it was day before the game, the usual, Darren. It was rushed. They, they were late getting there, came to Old Taylor Field. Uh, the news conference was rushed and tense, and uh, I tried to talk to him, and I'm like, he had no time for me, and I thought, what a jerk. Bye-bye. You know, looked up his... I kind of knew what he was all about in terms of his football resume. I looked him up a little more. I'm like, ah, that Milanovic is a jerk because he didn't give me the time of day. And then, oh, it was 2012 was what it was because 2013, the upcoming winter, the league meetings were there in Regina, Winter Congress, as they called it at the time, and he won Coach of the Year. And wouldn't you know it, in February, he had all the time in the world for us. He was the best guy. Same age as my older brother. And I had to sit back for a second and go, you know what, Rod, you dumb donkey. Here's a guy in charge of 44 young men, plus all their staff and all the rest. The day before the game, they're rushed. They're, he's got a million things on his mind. And because he didn't stop to give me my five minutes that I wanted, I thought he was a jerk. That was a me problem, not a Scott Milanovich problem. He is a stud. He's a stud. And then I saw him in Jacksonville when he's with the Jaguars and, uh, and all the rest. He's been at Colts. What you, they played here in Miami last year. Saw him then. Good guy. Great coach. Did you ever think that he was going to be the head coach of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders? Or had you, you know, because he supposedly interviewed for it a week or two ago. Um, what's your take on how this all has gone down? I honestly thought he would. I, you know, if, if I had to put money down, you know, at Grey Cup, <clears throat> I would have thought Milanovic would probably be the leading candidate to be the coach in Saskatchewan. I thought maybe he'd be up for moving. But we, it, it's just a lesson, and we never really know what's going on behind the scenes um, completely. And we don't really know the conversations that are happening. Orlando Steinauer and... Back it up even higher, Scott Mitchell and the whole Ticats organization. They didn't make a move <clears throat> to bring in Ed Hervey as GM and to put um, Steinauer up to president of football ops and bring in Milanovic as the coach. These decisions don't just happen overnight. We don't, they don't sit around a five-minute Zoom yeah. call and decide, you know what? Yahtzee. You know, we're going to shake up all the pieces and we're just going <laughs> to do this today because I feel like it and that's the way my coffee tastes today. They, they, they talk about this stuff, I'm sure, for a while and think about what's best and ask everybody and find out who's interested in what. And you know what I mean? So, sure, you know, if Milanovic interviewed in Saskatchewan, there was a chance he was going to go. But this definitely at least had been in place or the conversations had been happening for some time. And, you know, I think a lot of people felt Hamilton needed a bit of a shakeup and they've got it now. And we'll see how this works out. Well, 
Yeah, and I get why people love this show. I also get why people hate this show, but they all have an opinion <laughs> on it. And uh, because if you go back and look, look it up. October 30th, I tweeted from my account at Rod Peterson, the rumor is Scott Milanovic will be taking over in Hamilton. We'll get a promotion. And uh, go in a little further and have a look at the replies. And people th said that I was nuts and they're crazy. Where's Orlando going? Well, that was the rumor that this was going to happen and the season wasn't even over yet. Right? So uh, I was going to throw this out. A football guy called me yesterday. We talked about Mark Mueller taking over in Sask and my thoughts on that. And I said, what? I said, am I barking up the wrong tree or saying, picking at a wound that shouldn't be talked about with the fact that Mark Mueller reportedly had his play calling duties stripped in Calgary? Because I think that was a big deal. And my source said, it's a huge deal. And you're the only one talking about it. And I said, yeah, but every time I report anything about Saskatchewan, they say that I'm bitching or that I'm bitter or that it's sour grapes. He goes, do you care? I said, no, actually. <laughs> Thanks for asking. I'm not going to live there again. So no, I don't care. So I'm going to report what I hear. It's not always going to be right, but I'm going to give my opinions. And uh, so that was the buzz my point six weeks ago this was going to happen it happened today what happened in between i don't know it's all window dressing and phony baloney crap jeff in edmonton and i think you know him jeff why he's a tie cats fan and he writes in on the sober carpenter text line and he says morning rod and moose who do you guys think steps into the offensive coordinator role for scott milanovich in hamilton my guess is june jones um, I think he's going to pull what most of these coaches do these days in the Canadian Football League and appoint himself as the offensive coordinator, just like Corey Mace did in Saskatchewan on the defensive side of the football. Deal or no deal, Moose? Deal. Um, I'll take a deal on that. And why not? You know, you got to deal with coaches' cap and things like that. And if you can handle both roles, um, you want to make sure you have your fingerprints if you're Scott, I think, on this offense. So, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Ryan in Regina writes in and says, Roddy, your old radio show sports trip is in Florida and will be at the Panthers game tonight. Really? He says, will the RP show be doing a sports trip in 2024? Well, over to you, Moose. We just got the ball rolling. We did that trip to Houston, which, ironically, Garrick Jones was on that show, along with Don Narcisse and Karan yeah. Williams and George Cortez. Are we going to do a sports trip? I know we were talking about going to Tampa in October. It didn't happen because we had a lot of things on the burner. But I, how would you answer that? I think we'd really like to do that again. I think it was a lot of fun. And if we can make that happen and it works out for everybody, um, we will, we'll absolutely do it, but something we'll talk about and, and continue to work on and, uh, and hopefully, hopefully it works out because it would, it was a lot of fun. Um, I've been on some sports trips with your old show with the, I don't know that I've had as much fun and I was dealing with a lot, but I don't know if I've had as much fun as we had in, in Houston. That was a great time. There you go, Tommy. We'll talk about it. Um, while we're here, I'll just lay out the road map a little later on. We'll talk about NFL week 14 games, the big ones that I think, uh, New England and Pittsburgh Thursday that opens week 14. Hey, 
We're on the radio in Atlanta, if anybody forgot. The Falcons are home to the Buccaneers this weekend. Like, here's the amazing thing for anybody that hasn't been paying attention to the NFL. As wild as it's been, going back to the preseason and even before that, training camp of the draft, if you've been sucked into the NFL hype machine, the biggest games are still coming. Like, literally, if you weren't paying attention to it, now's the time. You know what I mean? Now's the time. So we'll talk about that. Uh, NHL games tonight, plus our top five, bottom five, which now would actually be a pretty good time to uh, tell you our daily poll question is, what is the game of the night of the National Hockey League? It's brought to you by the Key Auto Group. At the Key Auto Group, you can buy with confidence, knowing that they provide reports on all vehicles they sell. Get fully informed about your next vehicle by going to keyautogroup.ca. There are only four games tonight, so we made it real easy to come up with the poll. Is it the Dallas Stars here at the Florida Panthers? Game that I'll be at tonight. Pittsburgh Penguins at Tampa Bay. Vegas Golden Knights at the St. Louis Blues. Or the Carolina Hurricanes at the Edmonton Oilers. And running away with it is the Oilers and the Hurricanes. I want Darren's take on this as we move on. The Los Angeles Dodgers became the first team to publicly acknowledge meeting with Shohei Otani when manager Dave Roberts disclosed what he said was a two to three hour get together at Dodger Stadium a few years, uh, sorry, a few days ago. Officials on other teams danced meticulously around the question. Didn't we just hear that the Blue Jays showed him around in Dunedin? I don't get it, but you have some thoughts on the Shohei thing. It is wild. Apparently, Shohei's camp told teams, do not talk about this. Do not leak any information. If the teams are doing this, it will severely hurt your chances of Shohei wanting to go there. Very secretive. So while reporters are saying, you know, Ross Atkins is in Dunedin and everywhere, Ross Atkins was on Sportsnet last night, and they said, they asked him, and he said, look, it would hurt our chances of signing any free agents to disclose information of meetings. Didn't mention anything about Shohei. Didn't mention anything about that. He just danced around it. Meanwhile, yeah, you got Roberts sitting there in L.A. being like, you know what? We met with the guy. Okay, you got, you got me. We, and then his GM says, I don't want to comment on what my coach, my manager said. I don't want to comment on it. And he was very sheepish. And Dave Roberts was just being honest. And if Shohei doesn't want to go to the team because you said that we had a cup of coffee or we met him at the stadium, and we were telling the truth about it. Like, do you want that kind of a guy around? It's only going to get worse when he actually joins your team. You know, is anybody that valuable? He is, but I get it. The drama out of it all. So we have a lot to get to an hour or two. Thanks, Moose. Thank you. Appreciate your efforts. The Kamish joins us next from Houston. We're live on Game Plus Television, where we do air on Bounce Cable in Houston, Texas. Look it up, Garrick. WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Broadcasting live from South Florida, where life continues to be great. And we got NHL hockey tonight. The Panthers home to the Dallas Stars. 
Just before we bring our next guest on camera, he's one of my favorite guys. I want to tell you, Garrick Jones is from Little Rock, Arkansas, 65312. That won't come across on screen. So just take my word for it. Played in the CFL and NFL with Jacksonville, Winnipeg, Kansas City, Houston, Atlanta, Winnipeg, Calgary, and Edmonton. Spent most of his time with the Houston Texans. And he joins us now, and we'll get to the reason why in a moment. Hey, Garrett, good to see you, Kamish. Likewise, man, my man. A lot it's of people love you. A lot of people love you, as you know. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. But can you please just give me your take, your quick hot take on the Texans and the turnaround? What, what's going oh, on man, down there? They're playing hard, man. Bringing in D'Amico uh, the way they did was, was, a, was a shot in the arm. Uh, and then having a good nucleus of youngsters that 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 aren't aren't backing down, and they're just out there playing for each other, man. So that they they're, they're rising above what I like to say coaching, because uh, ownership, you know, they're they're doing their thing, which is really good. But it's good to see them with some success, man. Uh, they're, they're having a really good 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 go of it right now. They need <laughs> they needed it. That's the understatement of the century that the Houston Texans needed something good to happen. But what do you like about C.J. Stroud? Oh man, I love that he's cerebral. I love the fact that he he's very grounded. Uh, he's one of those guys that you can actually get behind, especially being in a quarterback position and me being an old lineman. Uh, he he would be one of the guys that you love to block for and just protect and, and keep upright because uh, he, he he's he's got a very 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 big upside, which is really good. Love it. Well, because of my guy Danny Barrett, I'm following the Texans closely. Not necessarily cheering for him. But following them closely, obviously, Garrick. Okay, so to the reason you're here. I don't know where to start, so I'll hand it over to you in a second, but I'll just say this. I, I'm, I'm following everything that you're doing. I'm like, here's Garrick making a whole lot of noise about something because you're always, you're a mover and a shaker. Tell us about this latest thing you got going on. Well, it's called the Ownership Reimagined Movement, uh, and it's been something that um, that I've been working on, you know, when I when I finally made it to the professional ranks and had the opportunity to see it from the inside. Uh, I knew that the end game was going to be ownership, you know, for myself, and, 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 and I wanted to be a conduit to bring other players along with me and then at the same time be able to include the fans a lot more, you know, so where they have a voice as well. Uh, so that's where we are today, man. We have a number of verticals within the Ownership uh, Reimagined Movement, but uh, right now, uh, we, we are, you know, really galvanizing the, the, the former players uh, because we want to have a voice in ownership, especially when it comes down to the CFL. You know, that's where I really got my, my, my significant first shot. Uh, so we just want to see it go to the next level and, and, and at the same time with other leagues as well because we're in talks with the WNBA out in Nashville for a potential expansion team. Uh, so we've just come up with a blueprint, man, to really make this thing uh, what it needs to be, kind of change the DNA of it and just give that a shot in the arm, kind of like the Texans, man. So uh, we're excited about where we are. You know, I've had some conversations with the league, the CFL already, uh, and they know I'm here, and they know what we're bringing to the table. I can't disclose everything, but just understand that uh, this movement is needed, and this movement will take us to the next level. So <clears throat> you're talking about a expansion team i heard you might be kicking tires on edmonton because they're saying they may go from community ownership to private ownership what what does this look like to you garrick eventually or inevitably so, yeah yeah yeah. so the 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 actual movement itself and what we're putting together is, is a rinse and repeat type of scenario so it could be expansion which we've already talked about that with them 
um, and, and how we're looking at, you know, the overall scope of it. But it can go very easily to a, a more established team like Edmonton or any other team that might be in financial dire straits. Right. Um, but it, it, it the overall overarching uh, situation with what we're doing is we want to involve, you know, uh, real estate. We want to involve uh, sports and entertainment districts. We want to involve the fan experience. We want to, you know, we want to take fan engagement to the next level. And how better do you do that with 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 bringing former players to the table and leveraging that social capital that they have, uh, and then also bringing additional revenue to the table that makes sure that these these plans are sustainable. You know, and that's going to be the biggest thing moving forward uh, for the league itself is being able to put things in play, uh, especially now with the leagues here in the states, uh, the way they're coming about and where they're trying to posture themselves, and and everybody's trying to jockey for positions. What we don't want to happen. Is for the CFL to be a forgotten league, uh, especially from guys coming from the state. So we like to be that bridge and that conduit to be able to funnel those guys uh, up north and be able to hold on to them for as long as possible and and, and put things in place to, to to bring them into upper management and and, and make sure that their careers are going to be going after they're done playing. So we we have it all, man. We check all the boxes, right? Uh, well, yeah, I've looked at your group, but uh, is there guys in that that have the resources to do this? Because the owners that I know are very wealthy. I assume you got that <laughs> box checked somewhere along the line? Absolutely. It's private equity, man. I, I'm a GP of two different private equity funds, which are private dollars that we would bring to the table. So you got to understand right now, you know, uh, sports is the modern day gold rush. Everybody wants in, right? So, hmm. you know, from a private investment side, um, it's easier to get 200 million than it is to get 200,000. And a lot of people don't understand that, you know, and what we're doing is really bridging that gap between this plan and these uh, platforms that we have and the fans and also that private equity and private investment arm of the deal. So uh, we're, in a, we're in a really good place when it comes down to being able to tap into the finances and the capital for it. Uh, but and right now is just the opportunity. You know, that's how it is, man. And it's the same way when I came the first time to the CFL. I got the opportunity. I showed up and I made it happen. Uh, you know, I was just looking at some old film from back in the day when I first came in. The team itself went from from 20 sacks before I got there to one sack as soon as I got there. So it's uh, it's one of those deals, man, where we want to come in. We want to bring that competitive nature to the table. And, and, and we want to we want to write write the ship, man, because it's time. You know, it's time. And the people are well, calling for it, you know. Hey, Kamish, when you showed up, I was calling the game. So if you're looking at that film, you saw the stands were full. Yes, if sir. If you're watching yes, the games sir. now, they're not. They're not. <laughs> so that right. needs to change. I, I guess that would be my question to you is how is the CFL as a league health-wise, um, is that, you know, how, why is it attractive to you now? Well, the end game for this entire movement is, of course, NFL, right? You know, and in doing that, we want to come in and we want to be able to bring back the players. We want to bring back that, that, that nostalgic feeling. We want to be able to include all these athletes and be able to leverage their social capital, capital like I said before. But what I want to do with the CFL is, is, is make the CFL uh, the trendsetter, right? Because the opportunities are, 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 are oh, man, they're immense. And that's the thing that we want to be able to bring to the CFL and say is, listen, 
We want to be able to come in. We want to be able to galvanize what's going on here, right this ship. We need to get people back in the stands, but we also need to have ancillary revenue generators going at the same time. So that's metaverse, that's DeFi situations and blockchain, that's uh, that's uh, the situations with streaming. And we want to be able to now bridge that gap, like I said, from the old guard uh, with, with the older individuals, the baby boomers that 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 have that that mindset of we've always done that and then and then toe that line when it comes down to innovation and be able to have enough room in the sandbox for us all to play. I think that's what the league has been lacking uh, when it comes down to it. You know, there's so many people that reach out to me and say, hey, man, we want to be there or we want to be a part of it, but we just don't feel like we're being hurt. And, and you can see that in the stands, you know, and, and that's the thing, man. Sam Walton said it best. Uh, you can hire and fire whoever you want in the building if you take your money else, elsewhere. And we don't want that to happen. We want this to be a global experience. We want to be able to tap into those resources, relationships that we have, and bring the people to the CFL, bring them to the game, and then turn this into something that everybody else mimics, the NFL included. Because the CFL for me, with the rich history and the fact that I loved every minute of playing in the league, uh, this was the best time that I ever had. So what we want to do is be able to raise that economic ceiling of the league itself and also be able to include all the people that are involved and make this beneficial across the board. I love the sound of it. Well, Garrick, uh, you know where to find me if you need anything, my dog. Thank you. It's good to yes, see sir. you again and keep in touch. Yes, sir. Will do. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. You guys be safe and we'll talk soon. All right, bud. The Kamesh. I'm going to have to change his nickname to the owner, Garrick Jones. How about that? Look him up on social. Yeah, look him up on social media. I like the sound of it. We'll be right back with a sports update, audience takeover. Arash Badani coming up in hour two. We're live on Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, everybody. We don't have a name for this segment of the show. I almost feel like we should get one. We can't call it the intermission because we got stuff going on. Sports update coming up uh, right away and viewer takeover. We're going to have to push this to hour two. In our promo of the show today, we want I wanted to talk about the Dateline goalie. And you're saying, what is that? Uh, goalie Connor Ingram of the Arizona Coyotes, the pride of Imperial Saskatchewan, saying that 
He loves the Dateline podcast, and when he's driving to and from the rink in Arizona, he listens to the Dateline podcast because they last 40 minutes, same as his commute. And I wanted to get into this with you, the audience, but we don't have time here. We'll have to do it next segment. And that is, uh, who is the best Dateline host slash reporter? Josh Mankiewicz, Dennis Murphy, Keith Morrison. What's the other girl's, what's the girl's name? Andrea, is it Andrea Kramer? Andrea? I, I'm a Keith Morrison fan, so it doesn't matter. I should know who the female is because she follows us on Instagram. Drawing a blank. Bob's your uncle. Somebody could, can somebody write in with that, please? Andrea Canning. Thank you. I got to stay out of the comments for now. A sports update here. I feel like last night's sports is just so last night with all this breaking news that we have today. But Captain Christine Sinclair helped Canada to a 1-0 win over Australia in her international swan song Tuesday night, wiping away pregame tears to help set up the winning goal in Vancouver. The 40-year-old from Burnaby, B.C. gave way to 35-year-old Sophie Schmidt of Abbotsford, B.C. in the 58th minute marking the end of a glittering international career that produced a world record 190 goals and a legion of women's soccer fans. In the NHL, the visiting Minnesota Wild, led by Matt Boldy's two goals and an assist, ignited their offense Tuesday and doused the Calgary Flames 5-2 in NHL play. It was the Wild's fourth straight win under new coach John Hines. Question now is, do they keep it going or is this the dead cat bounce? Nobody knows. Guess we'll find out. Jesper Bratt's second goal of the night, scored with 33 seconds to go in the third, gave the New Jersey Devils a 6-5 win in Vancouver. Drew Doughty scored 33 seconds into overtime, and the LA Kings rallied from a three-goal deficit to beat the Blue Jackets 4-3, their 10th straight road win. The sports uh, updates brought to you by Landmark Cinemas in theaters now. Silent night from legendary director John Woo. And the producer of John Wick comes this gritty revenge tale of a tormented father who witnesses his young son die when caught in a gang's crossfire on Christmas Eve. Silent Night redefines the action genre with visceral, thrill-a-minute storytelling. And we're also uh, brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca. Uh, so we will get into all of that next hour. <laughs> uh, Reg Dunlop says, hello, I'm Chris Harrison from Dateline NBC. Words you don't want to hear in person. Is it, where is that Chris Harrison guy? All coming up next hour. Stick around, everybody, after this brief pause. <laughs>